thing I'm most excited about is that it's purchasing my first snake. I'm going to get an emerald green tree boa instead of a ball python. Are you? Yeah. Can I give you a recommendation? What? You know what you should try, try to acquire before you acquire the snake? A bed? A girlfriend. <laughs> I think it'll just be exponentially harder for you to get a girlfriend if the first time you have her over. <laughs> her friends are like, oh my gosh, you finally went back to his house. How was it? It's like, well, I had a good time, but he's a snake guy. He's a snake guy. But hey, I'm not going to lie. This this particular snake that I plan on getting, oh, yeah, definitely I can. Love it. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah, man. definitely, man. I hear that all the time. Girls are like, you know, I really liked him. I just wish he had a reptile. Welcome in. It is What's Right with Nick Wright, the podcast and YouTube show. We finally have completed our countdown of the 50 greatest players of the last 50 years. It culminated on Sunday with a more than one hour video breaking down LeBron James's entire career. We, I'm sure we'll discuss that at some point on today's show. Also, by the way, not on today's show, but on Thursday, we will announce the winner of our $1,000 free roll contest because there was at least, I think there were three people that I have found who got one through 12 on that exactly right. Whoever got it first gets the thousand bucks. And you know what? Because I'm feeling good. I'm going to check and see everyone that I found that got it. Everyone who got it one through 12 is going to get something. Right. The person who got it first is going to get the thousand bucks, 500 to them and 500 to their charity. If you're watching this and you're like, hey, I'm one of those people, tweet, send your initial tweet to our wonderful social team at What's Right Show on Twitter. But I have found, I think, all of them, but I don't want anyone to be left out. So we will do that on Thursday. More on that coming up. More on whether or not Demonze is going to be on winning time coming up. And at some point on today's show, we need to discuss what is going to replace our Sunday pod of in going into football season in place of the countdown of the 50 greatest players of the last 50 years. But before we do any of that, let's start the show how we always start the show by discussing what we're not discussing. Here's what did not make the cut for today's show. Durant and Harden party with Travis Scott. That's one of uh, that's one of Demonte's favorites, Travis yes. Scott. I like Travis Scott a lot. Your sister loves him as well. Very controversial guy at this point, but yes. Travis yeah, Scott. I mean, listen, we don't need to get into that. I don't. I I don't feel like he deserves much blame of the tragedy of his concert about a year ago. But Katie and Harden partied with him. Uh, M- Murray and Boncaro beefing after the pro am. I think that did make the show. I don't think that missed the cut. I think that is actually going to be it. You know what? If it's not in the show, we're putting it in the show because I want to discuss that. DeJounte Murray and Paolo Boncaro beefing after Pro-Am and the coldest sponsored by an AC company. I don't know what that is. That's uh. Do you know what that uh, is? Jamal Crawford's league. No, that's the crossover. Oh. So you don't know what it is either. Do uh. the coldest Crawford? I don't know what this is. Oh, DeColdis is a football player. His last name is Crawford. This is the problem of Demonze only partially listening to the producers when they're setting things up. He heard Crawford. He said it's his league. It's fine. Don't worry it's about it. It's what missed. What, what'd you say? It's what missed. Oh, it's what missed. You know what? You're right. I didn't know about it. You didn't know about it. <laughs> now let's get into the actual show. Demonze, what are we starting with? 
All right, LeBron is your number one in the last 50 years. Yep. Everyone, of course, agrees with you. Nobody's saying anything about it. Uh-huh. What's the most compelling, but what's the most compelling argument that you've heard against LeBron at number one? And now that you're done with the list, would you like a do-over, be honest? Oh, okay. Well, let's start with the most, comp- so there's the top 50 players. There is Jalen and Jacoby, my dear friend. I, you know, I shouldn't call them my dear friends. But I do, I, I, I consider both of them friends, Jalen Rose and, of course, Dave Jacoby, uh, chiming in saying not on a Sunday. Uh, there's Torrey Smith, former great re- receiver with the Ravens, some other teams, sending the great uh, wire gif, uh, Weebay saying, wow, okay, to about the list. So before I talk about any potential regrets, let me discuss the the biggest and most legitimate argument against LeBron being number one is if you look at Kareem and Michael, neither one of them ever had anything close to the 2011 finals on their resume. And the question is, is the 2011 finals disqualifying? If Can you be the best ever if you have that type of moment on your resume that cost your team a championship? I obviously believe the answer is yes. I think his body of work before that, and most notably his body of work in the decades since that, makes it, and the totality of it, makes that a part of his story, but not even close to the defining part of his story. And I actually think there is, now this is being very generous, but the most generous reading of it is because of that moment, he, the guy who came into the league more hyped than anyone with more pressure than any athlete ever when they arrived to the league as a teenager, all of a sudden had even more pressure in the midst of his career because he had that failure and had to overcome it. That I, I don't even know that I fully believe that. That would be the most generous reading of it. However, I do think that if you simply say the 2011 finals are disqualifying, that if LeBron had won eight consecutive NBA titles, it wouldn't have mattered. I disagree with you, but that is to me a fair critique. Okay. That those, if you're going to be the greatest ever, you shouldn't have that moment. It's not how I view it, but that to me is a fair argument. A lot of the other arguments are just nonsense. The idea that because Michael Jordan has a Defensive Player of the Year award, that right. he was a better yeah. defender than LeBron. Like I, You can argue he, he was a better defender than LeBron. I think you're wrong, but you can make that argument. But the fact that it, Michael won it in the, in the late 80s and LeBron came in second, was three votes short of winning it in 2013, that doesn't move me. That's not resonant. Yeah. The, the Michael Jordan, the never losing in the finals, has never been as relevant to me as it is to other people because... Guy played 15 seasons in the league and won six titles. So he lost at some point. There right. was there were losses. They just came earlier than later. Those things don't move me. But if you want to say the 2011 finals is disqualifying, that's fine. Go ahead. You want to say something? I can tell no, you. I mean, I think the 2011 finals being disqualifying, I think that him not folding. Like, I think that it was easy for him to fold after that. Well, that's and the point. came back even harder. Well, and it, the very next year, they're down 3-2 to Boston. He has the best game of his, the second best game right. of his career. And so, again, that's kind of part of the story. And, by the way, if it were myth-making or fiction instead of sports, you would have that moment. If this were a movie, 
it would, you would have that moment (laughs) and then overcoming it and all of that. Okay, now, as far as regrets on the list, I don't really have regrets on the list. However, there are some things that I would like that if I were to do it right now, I would adjust. Okay? First one is this. If I had done the list knowing that Jokic was going to win a second MVP, he's got to be on there. Bernard King gets bumped, he gets on there. It's not right. Even though, like, how how much you were saying that he shouldn't have gotten the MVP again? Correct. Listen, I don't think he should have gotten the MVP. But I've got to base it on what guys... Now, much like with Nash, Nash has two MVPs. I have him 40th behind a bunch of guys who never won MVP and a bunch of guys who only won one MVP. So it doesn't mean that I have to put him any higher than 47th on the list. But by virtue of winning two of them, I shouldn't I wouldn't have left him off. However, again, this I I did that part of the list and debuted it and did the video and all of that right. before he won the second MVP. I have had a lot of pushback on Sidney Moncrief. I do not regret that at all. Bill Walton is a tough one because his window was so short, but I think I got that one right. Kawhi is a guy that when I look back at it, I say, could I have had Kawhi a little higher? Right, that's what I was thinking. And I, you can convince me that when it comes to, let me find a for instance, with Kawhi, who has Kawhi in a short period of time made at least an equal impact on winning and on the league as, for instance, Jason Kidd did? I think the answer to that is probably yes, even though Kidd did it for such a long period of time. Is there an argument for Kawhi over Patrick Ewing and those guys in the mid-late 20s? There probably is. And so maybe I would adjust Kawhi. And the one, but the one thing everyone is assuming I'm going to say is... LeBron at one and your top... No, what everyone's thinking I'm going to say is Luka. Luke at 20. Okay. And the point that I would make in defense of the Luca ranking is this. The list, I believe, would look foolish in two years' time if Luca isn't on there. By putting him as high as I did, it made it clear that his was the one spot that was pure projection. He had, and listen, second most points per game in his career of anyone in the NBA playoffs. He's already a three-time first-team All-NBA guy. He's already three-time top-five MVP finisher. He's done a lot of things. His playoff numbers are, I believe, I haven't looked, but I believe if you add points, rebounds, and assists per game together is one thing. So if you average 25, 10, and 5, that's 40. 25 plus 10 plus 5. I think Luka's points, rebounds, assists, per game in the playoffs, are the highest of any player in league history. Okay? Okay. So I think the Luka ranking, like I think he has, he's obviously accomplished a lot, but not nearly enough to be included on the list yet, and not nearly enough obviously to be at 20. The reason I felt feel good about him being at 20 is because if I had put Luka at 46, 
I think it would look like I was saying he already is the 46th best player. Yeah. By putting him at 20, it's so clear I am not arguing he's he has accomplished really more than Chris Paul already has. Right. I'm saying this is where he is going in order to be a top 20 player. So the short version is maybe a couple tweaks. One has to do with the fact that, you know, the NBA calendar didn't uh, cooperate. One has to do with maybe, just maybe I underrated quiet touch. But for the most part, I think I did an A-plus job. I think it is the definitive and best ranking of NBA players that anyone's ever put together. And I think that uh, I deserve massive credit for having the courage to give respect to Kareem, even at the expense of everyone's idol, Michael Jordan. Now let's move on. What's next? Very respectable of you. Thank you. LeBron and the Lakers have started talking extension. Yeah. Thank God he's got your list for some leverage. Oh, yeah. Uh Uh, I expect him to break. Hold on. Can I tell you something? What? People aren't going to believe this. Don't put this on social because people are just going to call me a liar and I don't have the energy for it. Okay. But you said he's going to use my list to create some leverage. So I, the 2018 Cavs, LeBron's last year there Mm -hmm. after they traded Kyrie. That was a terrible team. It was a mess. And it looked like at the trade deadline, they were going to stay on Pat. Okay. And it was unfathomable to me. They were going to not try to maximize one last year of LeBron. And I went on, I think, one of my best rants ever about what Dan Gilbert needs to do. Authorize David Griffin to go out and try to win this year. And that year, by the way, in the playoffs was when LeBron had two buzzer beaters, eight 40-point games, and the single best game of his career, the 51-8-8 eight and eight in the finals. He made the finals. Won two game sevens. Two days before the trade deadline, I was friends with someone on the coaching staff. That coach saw Dan Gilbert in the office or in the building and played him my clip and texted me the next day and said, he thinks, now maybe he was just trying to stroke my ego, he thinks it moved him. Things that moved him. That it moved him. So, I say, let's say this. The idea that it's just insane that LeBron (laughs) would use my list as leverage. Yeah, there's a little precedent for it. But okay, go ahead. You're talking about LeBron and extension. That's a true story I've never told. I probably wasn't supposed to tell it again. This is for podcasts. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I guess I... It, it, if someone checks out the coaching staff of the 2018 Cavs, they can probably figure yeah. out who, who the, the guy is. Let's just move on. Go ahead. Yeah, but the Lakers are still going through things with having Russ and the Anthony Davis rumors. Yep. Uh, and they also might not have the 20, their 2024 pick when Bronny might be in the draft. Correct. That, that pick, it, New Orleans can have the Lakers pick in 2024 or 2025. New Orleans gets to decide once they see where the 2024 pick falls. Which That's how that work. works. Exactly right. All right, okay. so go ahead. So should he resign with the Lakers? Well, not prematurely. Maybe LeBron should resign with the Lakers, but there is no reason whatsoever for him to do it now. None. I, the reasons against him doing it now are fivefold. The only reason you sign an extension early is because in case of injury or talent or skill depreciation, you guarantee yourself the money. LeBron's got over a billion dollars. Right. The, he doesn't, the, the financial security of it is use, is meaningless to him. Right. So here's why you wouldn't want to do it. First of all, you want to keep the Lakers' feet to the fire on potentially acquiring Kyrie or potentially trying to win this year. Two, you want to see what if, 
for the third straight year, Anthony Davis gets hurt. And it's like, oh, he's not, you know, I'm still up here and he got there during the championship run. It is never, okay, you want that information. Three, I like Darvin Ham. There's a chance, though, Darvin Ham's a disaster. Who knows? Never, you, you, all of these things to get information. Four, you want, and this is the part that I don't think anyone's considering. There is a chance that LeBron, that the Lakers are awesome this year. It goes great. And the Bucks and Giannis or whomever wins, right? right? But the Lakers have a great season. There's a chance LeBron does want to stay. And he just does it for less money. Yeah. That LeBron says, that's, you know what? Go ahead. That's what I think you should do. I think he might do it. And what James Harden it, just did it. Right. And doesn't that make it much easier for Kyrie to get there? It, this offseason, yes. If he right. comes as a free agent. Could make a lot of things easier. Yeah. That if LeBron says, I'm going to be in year 21, it's going to be my age. This is the year after this one. My age 39 season. I'm going to play for less. So uh, all of those things. So I see no upside to him signing the extension now. It doesn't mean he's leaving the Lakers, but I see no upside to him signing it now. All right, what's next? Okay. Uh, you said on TV that Trey Lance can win the Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, I did. Uh, this last this guy's last season as a starter was at North Dakota three years ago. North Dakota State. North Dakota yes. State, sorry. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so is this an Andrew Wiggins part two type of thing? Are you worried about okay. that at all? So first of all, it is, it is very – the only way when you say Andrew Wiggins part two, you don't get as crushed by those sons of bitches online for being too high on a guy. Do you understand what I mean? If I said that Trey Lance was going to be a complete bust and then he wins Super Bowl MVP, that is setting yourself up. People give you a little more. One of the reasons people crush me for the Wiggins thing is they thought the take was mean. They thought so. I, I don't think there's any take you can give that is positive. That's going to be if it's a positive take that ends up being wrong is not ever going to be as polarizing as a negative take that ends up being wrong. Right. You follow me? Yeah, no, I'm uh, Now, the question I was asked is, what is Trey Lance's ceiling? And I stand by, listen, I obviously haven't seen, Trey Lance played a handful of NFL games. He played college at uh, Division II school, and his final year in college only played a game because of COVID. I get all that. I also trust the Niners. I trust the draft evaluators that all, that, he was, I don't want to say a consensus top five pick, but a lot of teams would have taken him in the top five. Niners traded three first-round picks to go get him, right? That's first of all. Second of all, I like what I saw from him last year. Third of all, the Niners have made two of the last three NFC championship games with mediocre to below-average quarterbacking. So do I believe in a weak NFC, the Niners could find themselves in the NFC championship game again? Of course. Okay. Could they win it? Of course. So. If I think he could be in the Super Bowl, he's the quarterback of the team. His ceiling is Super Bowl MVP, which, by the way, this is year two for him. Since. Colin Kaepernick in year two took over for the Niners. They went to the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes in year two, after playing none in year one, took over for the Chiefs. They went to the AFC Championship game in overtime. Joe Burrow in year two just went to the Super Bowl. Carson Wentz, who stinks in year two, was going to win league MVP. That team ended up winning the Super Bowl without him. Uh, how many Lamar Jackson in year two won league MVP guys in year two. If they're that guy are his in recent 
NFL history pretty damn good. So, yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's speculative, but I believe in Trey Lance, and I believe in Debo and Ayuk and Kittle and Shanahan and that offense, all of it. All right, that's the time, but we're going to squeeze in one last uh, mini story before we move on. What's next? Now everybody's feeling as confident about their quarterbacks as you feel about Trey Lance. Matt Stafford has an abnormal elbow injury. Yeah, they yeah. say it's like a baseball injury, like tendonitis. It's weird. Yeah, but he doesn't seem to be bad at eye. No, he cool. seems fine, but I think they got him like on a pitch count in practice, but go ahead. Right. And Mac Jones has been struggling in training camp. Yeah. And with Kyler, Kyler Murray's contract clause, everybody thinks that it's possible that he's not focused. Yeah. What's the biggest red flag to you here? Well, let's just go through them all individually quickly. The Stafford thing is either, this is one of those things where it's either nothing or it changes the entire landscape of the NFC. If it's it's just soreness and he's fine, then it's nothing. If Matt Stafford, you know, has to miss time, the Rams are just totally screwed. Right. They're a very top-heavy team. No team can afford to lose their quarterback, but I would argue the Rams are, now they've, Maybe I shouldn't say they're particularly in that boat because their defense can win them games on their own. But they are the favorites in my eyes in the NFC right now. They're not my pick, but they're the favorites. To me, they should be over the box. So that is, if he's if he's not who he was last year, then they have no chance. So that's either like nothing or yeah. as big of an offseason story as there is. Right. Kyler, I think the bigger story in Arizona is how poorly the organization is run right and and i'm i'm not you know we we've talked enough about that story listen the mac jones thing mac jones was awful the final six weeks of last year after they mortified him on national tv only let him throw three passes they lose josh mcdaniels they don't have a single difference maker as a pass catcher i i think that mac jones comes way back down to earth this year and I think he that he is the guy we thought he was coming out of college, which is the most pro-ready, but the lowest ceiling. What does that mean? Most pro-ready, probably going to be the best rookie. But then as other guys improve and reach their potential, I think he stays about the same. I think, I think Mac Jones's destiny is to be a Ryan Tannehill-esque guy. In the right circumstances can be perfectly competent in the wrong circumstances can look bad and is never going to be a guy you're like, yep, he's the reason why. So he's favorites. mid is what you're saying. Say it again. He's mid. I guess that's what the kids would say. Yeah. Mac Jones, mid. Yep. Did I do that right? Yeah. All right, we'll I mean, be right back. <laughs> say it like that. With Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals, you will be eating stress-free this spring. Each meal is chef-crafted, fresh, and dietitian approved More importantly, they are never frozen and ready to eat in just two minutes. Choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, including Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. Also, discover more than 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled up all day long. Try meals with premium ingredients like filet mignon, truffle butter, and shrimp. Restaurant-quality food that you do not have to prep, cook, or clean up. Delivered right to your doorstep. And if you need to change your deliveries, you can pause or reschedule whenever you like. Factor is your solution for fast and premium meals. 
Also, for the month of April, Factor is celebrating Earth Day all month long. Look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for our lowest carbon footprint meals. So, what are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash nickwright50 and use code nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code nickwright50 at factormeals.com slash nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box and 20% off your next. Fuel up fast, eat better, and get back to what you love doing this spring with Factor. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Dude, KB on Twitter, Demonte, is so good. So a no, year ago, I found, this, I found this tweet from a year ago to set this up. Uh, it, someone tweeted to KB, relax, big dog, you're Kevin Durant. Life is too sweet. This is a year ago. And Katie replied to him, there's no relax, champ. No relax when I'm on Twitter. I'm on 10 until the second I close the app. You relax. Okay. And he really has just lived by that credo. Yeah. So the other day, I don't even remember what it was. Oh, it was, he hadn't tweeted in a couple days. And then he sent out the, uh, it was in relation to the 98 Bulls against the 2017 Warriors. And he was like, because Draymond was talking about it. Oh, yeah. And he yeah. was like, I don't know who would win, Steve but I know Kerr. Steve Kerr would put Steve Kerr in a bunch of pick and rolls. And that was, it was like 7 a.m. And that was his only tweeting for the day. Right. So, in, and don't put up KD's tweet yet. So at 7.06 a.m., this guy, just some dude, Michael Patron, uh, tweets, Car wouldn't start this morning. Get to work late and our internet's down. LOL. I love this shit. Unlike at KD Trey 5, I actually enjoy taking the hardest road. It's basically just <laughs> problem-solving practice. So by before I even get to Kevin Durant's thing, I'm now clicking on this guy, and he is... He's got like an NFT profile picture? No, but eight-figure Amazon seller. Uh... And my and just one of these guys that is like, hey, you know, he, he, he's one of these guys. Would you take a million dollars or dinner with Jay Z? Yeah. I'd do dinner because <laughs> yeah. you get, I mean, just one of these just total 
buffoons. Sorry, buddy. I th That's my like, take from just that one tweet. Okay. So now we can put the KD tweet up. This guy sends this at 7.06 a.m. KD hasn't tweeted in two days. 17 minutes later, KD writes, you enjoy having a <laughs> car and getting to work and not being able to connect to the internet? That's gold. He's funny, man. That's gold. He I is really funny. Yeah, I mean... What are you gonna do, man? Instead of like being all pissy, I really like how he's clapping back at these folks. That was that was dope. I I you know I dope. it's a shame that <laughs> you know through a lot of my own doing, I think he really dislikes me because I have totally come around on KD. Yeah, I've I mean, totally come. I've come around. I never dislike. You know, I never dislike. How can you dislike the basketball player he is? I I thought he had made some very poor choices, and there are some things that I've criticized. But man. And I've obviously taken some shots, but he's funny. I he's, truly disliked Katie at one point, like I, it, a couple years ago. Yeah, but. we don't need to relitigate the Warriors thing. It was just such a turnoff for so many people. Yeah. But, and the Twitter, the the burner account thing was such a turnoff. But now he has flipped the whole Twitter thing. Right. Now, like, what was his most he's embarrassing thing? His real account. Exactly. And yeah. it's so funny. Yeah. It, you enjoy having a shitty car and getting <laughs> late, not being able to connect to the internet. God, he's funny. All right, you ready for the second segment? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. How, how are we starting to, uh, the B block today? We are going to talk about winning time. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. I emailed them about oh, real quick. Did you actually send the email? I can show you right. Uh, now. Okay, I believe you. I wanted to make formatted sure. well and everything. Okay, Two photos. Okay, I'm Demonte Bird. Da -da -da -da. Okay, so you emailed them. Yep, I emailed them. They haven't gotten back to me. I'm pretty sure uh, it's either the fans haven't been tweeting enough. Somebody might already have my job. They might be in the studio already. I don't know, but I am still doing. I'm working out, doing at least 200 push-ups a day. This is true. Doing at least 150 curls a day just so I can be as tuned as Byron Scott. Yeah. So I'm going to need you guys to pick it up. I'm going to need more tweets, more winning time HBO Demonze hashtags. I need it. Yeah, all. and also tweet at Ghost Panther. That's actually the producer's uh, Twitter handle, Ghost Panther. Okay. So tweeted him. Uh, do we, though, have... Here's the thing. I keep telling people you were a great basketball player. Oh, yes. Go ahead. We've got proof. Really? We've got proof. Is it I high see, school? Because um, they don't want to no. see high school. It was my latest, my last college games that I played. Oh, okay. Right here. Look at that shot, man. All right, that's a good-looking shot. I mean, the release, you, you never quickened the release the way I'd hoped, but it, it was a smooth shot. Yeah. Lie. That's a great shot. It's a good-looking shot. Yeah. And, by the way, I don't know if you can see it. If you're watching it, DeMonte's just banging threes. This is, a, I mean, all of these were critical moments, especially these last two. This one, I think, is off-screen, but this is the dagger to win the game. But do, do we have any clips of the athleticism? Do we have any? Oh, this is the next game. Oh, I remember this. This is a put-back dunk. Man, the, the pass was amazing. That was a great pass. The pass was amazing. The, okay, I like this clip. I, and then again. And you can see, you can see my dad in the, in the bottom screen on most of them. Yeah. Jumping up. Jumping up. I flew to it's, San Diego to watch it. It's that. amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. The, was that the game that you had almost 30 in the first half? Yeah. I had yeah. I think I had, I finished with like 27 points. But, game. but. They didn't let you play most of the second half because you cursed at yourself. Yeah, and so they teed you up. Yeah, which was really I don't and I don't get technicals often. It was really weird. No, thing. but you were cursing at yourself. And yeah. Also, it's college. It's not high school. Yeah. I didn't even know you got a technical for that. Uh, but neither here nor there. What are you gonna do? All right, listen, folks. 
Demonte is planning on moving to LA. He will go there earlier. And I, our producers, they were like, hey, Demonte, you can, you know, in the meantime, since you're not set up in LA yet, you can use our address. Yep, what they friend. don't understand what that means is if he gets this gig, it's not just use the address, it's live at your house <laughs> until he gets his apartment, <laughs> which depending on the credit check and the credential score might take a few months. <laughs> so I hope everybody understands what they've signed up for. But if it ends up with Demonze being Byron Scott on one of the biggest shows in America, I'll be out there. I, you know who I reached out to to help us with this? Bomani. Because Bomani has a show on HBO. It's produced. Oh, it's produced by the same guy. Right. And it's on HBO. So we're, we're trying to. All right, Demonze stands. We still need you guys, but that's huge. Demonze stands. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if those people exist. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna create a name for them. Yeah, how about just, you know, f- friends of the pod. <laughs> friends of the pod. We don't need Demonze stands. See, that's where we don't listen. I I just want to get Demon. I I want Demonze to get an audition. I think you would do great. I think you look enough like Byron Scott. I think your build is incredibly similar and increasing i think you're yeah you are getting bigger i think the game is similar and there's a lot of things by the way real quick before we get to right or wrong you know because you have been doing a shit ton of push-ups yeah you know that every time i holler at you and you're like let me finish or you're working out and you make that clear your mom just roasts me really (laughs) yeah man because i haven't been working out i did really good for about a year yeah. Of not just the Peloton, but lifting weights. Right. I was working out five days a week. And then it's not just that the pod started. It's that your mom. Okay. She's not here right now. And I don't think she's going to watch this whole show. Your mom's store opened. And I got a, basically another job. Yeah. <laughs> Drive her to and from work every day. Open up the gates. Do all these things during yeah. my normal workout time. So I've fallen off a bit. And so now every time you're down there doing push-ups, she's like, oh, Demonze has time. I'm like, you've got to be You've got to be I'm kidding. making up for lost time, man. During that year that you were grinding on the Peloton and weightlifting. Yeah, you I, got fat, buddy. Yeah. I, yeah, you're looking bad. You, you did the, no, you weren't looking bad. You didn't get fat. But you also, and then we can move on to the actual show. Uh, you did do a full year of, of building, building fences. Which kept me in great shape. Well, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it almost might have been better than basketball shape. Like, oh, you're I was certainly in, stronger. Yeah, yeah, and then you got then it, it's amazing <laughs> what what living right around the poverty line, building fences <laughs> and eating noodles three meals a day will it will do. And then you come move it back in here. You're not building fences. We got a chef, and all of a sudden it's like, oh boy. Life's good. Then <laughs> you got yourself back. I'm proud of you. All right, let's play a game. Right or wrong? Oh, right or wrong? Luka Doncic was spotted in Slovenia looking chet skinny. Yeah, I want to see. Okay, well, not that skinny, but go ahead. Apparently, yes. he's been training extra hard this offseason, and it's clearly showing. Right or wrong? Luka is too skinny. I actually think that's right. You think he's too skinny? Yes, I think that he will put on some more weight. I, if the, if it was the season we're starting right now, I would not want him that weight. I do uh, think he needed to get in better cardiovascular shape because he has such a load on him offensively. I think one of the reasons 
that he either was, call it lackadaisical on defense or wearing down in fourth quarters was he was not in the best physical condition. Yeah. Okay? However, I think Luka's NBA equivalent as far as stylistically on offense is LeBron, right? And he's not the athlete LeBron is, but he plays very similar and puts up very similar, you know, the 27-7-7 LeBron's thing where it's you're going to fill up every part of the box score. Right. One of the keys for LeBron to be able to do that is taking the punishment. And I and for LeBron, it was with pure muscle. Right. But then later in his career, also put on extra weight. Right. Luka's never going to have that type of body. But I do think a little extra weight helps him deal with the punishment. I literally, I, I was just saying this. Yeah? Yeah. No, I, I was just saying, like, the only way this... I was I don't I didn't want to say that he was too skinny, but I was just saying that the only way that him losing all this weight works if if he's just that much faster. But I but he's not going to get that much faster. You don't think so? No, I don't think he's going to get. And, and by the way, I don't think he needs to be faster. He makes everyone play at his just, speed, right. and he gets him on his ass, like right on his hip, and just does what he wants. Right. What he needs is, to be totally honest, his lungs to be in better shape. He needs just to be in better cardiovascular condition. Hookah. Yeah, the for real. And I think trimming down, it, I think it is easier once the season starts or leading into the season to bulk up with good weight, which right. I assume he will do. So I like this as a sign of what he's doing this offseason. I would think this would be too skinny for it to be his playing weight. I think I think he's got to gain a little bit of weight. All right, what's next? Okay. Uh, DeJounte played in a pro-am game in Seattle with his new teammates, Trey Young and Jason and John Collins. Yep. Sorry. Uh, after the game, he urged more NBA players to play in pro-am games for fans that can't afford it. Yep. Right or wrong, it's worth the injury risk for NBA players to play in pro-am games. All right, here's the thing. And this was the knock on Ben Simmons, uh, it, among other a handful of other guys who don't like seem to show year-over-year improvement. Here's the thing about NBA players. They are going to play basketball right. all year round. Maybe take a month off after the season. So whether it's a pro-am game, whether it's the open run at UCLA that's been going on forever, whether it's pickup at 24... When you lived in Houston... How often would you see Dwight Howard? Yeah, he came up to, he came up to our school one time. Yeah, I mean, listen, um, guys love to play. So I don't look at it as more of an injury risk playing in these program games than playing at Lifetime or 20. These guys are going to play. Right. It's not like football where it, there's it's so much more contact and you can't really play organized football. You know what I mean? Outside of the context of your team. Right. So I think it is worth the injury risk. And then I think as long as they're playing with the right folks. I think that you could be playing against high risk, like people that are more. Well, listen, I think some people would argue that it is a higher risk at the pro-am because it's guys who are like, I could be a pro and I'm going to show him. But yeah. what's really going to get you messed up is if you're playing with someone totally sloppy, totally out of control. And that's not going to happen a pro-am game as likely as it's going to happen at just some gym, some open run. So I think it's worth the risk. I also want to talk here because I said we we're going to talk about it. The DeJounte Murray, Palo Banquero, all of a sudden feud. I love it. I love that both, I love that Paolo all of a sudden is like taking on the mantle of, I was the number one, pardon me, but pick of this draft. 
Nobody's going to talk trash to me. And DeJounte, who nobody's ever thought of as a star. What is he in? Year five? DeJounte Murray? Yeah. That sounds right. I'm not sure if it's year five or year... I think it is year I five. just think it's like... I, I compare it to me fighting with the enemy. How are you going to be beefing with this dude that just got to the NBA? Well, I think... I get he's the number one pick, and it's like... but it, it almost, So he's played five years, but he missed one year with injury. So, he's, so this is... He's played six years, if you include that. So this will be year seven. Um, It's because he's the number one pick. And DeJounte's feeling himself. You know what I mean? Got traded for all these picks. Is looking at a big deal coming up. So I get it. I, I also like Paolo not backing down. I like the whole thing for both of them. All right, I know we're out of time, so we'll go quick through these last few. What's next? Former Pats offensive lineman Rich Orenberger mm-hmm. said that he, uh, sorry, not said that he, but once after oversleeping, intentionally crashed his car so he could dodge the wrath of Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. Right or wrong, this is the sign of a great coach. Okay, I. That's freaking crazy. All right. I, it's story time real quick. Yeah. This is this was like the most instant karma that ever happened, all right? So I'm not even going to answer this question. I Belichick, Listen, Belichick's a hard-nosed guy. We all know it. It's fine. As the reason I left this in the show is tell the story. So, college. My friend Tamara, who you know, mm-hmm. was flying back from somewhere to Syracuse. I, like an overnight flight, like 6.30 a.m. or maybe even earlier, landed. And I told her I'd pick her up. I had been gambling. It was coming back from winter break at Turning Stone Casino in Syracuse. And I lost track of time or I didn't care or whatever. And as I'm walking to my car, uh, she calls me to say, like, where are you? And I'm walking to my car from the parking lot. (laughs) And I've got it's a 45 minute drive. Okay, And it's snowing because it's Syracuse in the winter. And I answer and the phone dies. And I'm like, oh my God. So I get on a toll. Syracuse Highways is out there's toll road. Get to the toll booth. And I convince the toll booth operator. This is both pre-easy To pass, take chips? No, to, to let me use his phone. Oh, okay. To call her and tell her. Right. So I call her and she's yelling at me. She's like, where are you? I've been waiting. And I'm like, and I got irritated that she was irritated with me. She doesn't know this, but she, I don't know if she watches the pot. I got irritated that she was irritated with me. So I said, I was like, Tamara, I got in a wreck. And she was like, oh my God, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. Car's a little banged up, but I'm running late, but I will come. I will be there. She's like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. I'm like, hey, don't worry about it. I'm on my way. Give the guy his phone back. Leave the toll area. From the toll area, it's a ramp to the next highway. Car spins out on the ramp and bangs the guardrail. Right after I claimed I had gotten in a wreck. So two things. One is, that's crazy karma. Second is, I don't know what my plan had been about when I I picked her up and she was going to be like, where'd you, but now there was actual damage to the vehicle. I would have kicked the car. Kicked it. Well, it wasn't worth it. But hey, so yeah. So I've done something similar. I get it. The old car wreck excuse, except I didn't try to get in the car wreck, but I did get in the car wreck. Okay. All right. Let's well, move Bill on. Bill Belichick is just as scary as an angry yeah. oh, girlfriend at the time. I think that's actually smart. I think Rich probably would have gotten cut. I think it's actually <laughs> smart. Okay. He's cut guys for less. All right. Go ahead. All right. So Aaron Rodgers said last week uh, his, ba- his back-to-back MVPs came from his improved mental state. Mm-hmm. 
uh, from taking psychedelics called. You've been practicing this all morning. Ayahuasca. Oh, nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So right or wrong, to improve the show, we should take psychedelics. Well, do they work, Demonze? I have no idea. You a damn lie. I, I, I don't. I, I took psychedelics once. Am I allowed to say this? Yeah, sure. It's, it's yeah, I'm a grown man, dude. I'm 24 yeah. years old. Yeah, I'm taking I'm Aaron Rodgers. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I took psychedelics once uh, when I was a kid and I went to Schlitterbahn. When you were a kid and not you went I, to not when I was a kid. I was um Oh my god. I was All right. Age. All right, bleep that entire You know what? Hold on. Hold on. We're going to Oh my god, that makes me look so bad. That's not what I thought you were going to say. Oh, you can leave this in the show. But bleep bleep some of that. I was, I was Just bleep the context of when and where. I wasn't a kid. Just stop just stop stop talking. Stop talking. I was joking. You weren't. Oh my god! I've got to get that like uh, that that sense of like when I'm serious and when I'm not. Yeah, like, like what exactly. like what you're you like? Are we playing a game here? Am I being yeah, serious? Though. I respect the honesty, dude. I remember the. I I know how old you were the last time you went. What are you? Ta- what are you? I was Man. eighteen. You're eighteen. I don't think that you keep saying it like oh, I was eighteen. You're still illegal. No, the answer to this question is no. We're not taking psychedelic drugs to improve the show. And no, I'm not taking ayahuasca or micro. I joked on TV that I would microdose uh, psilocybin uh, like they did in that Nine Perfect Strangers thing. But I'm not a drug guy. I, I have enough vices. I gamble. I drink. I occasionally smoke. I am not a drug guy. Uh, Agreed. Okay. All right, what's the last topic? This really went off the rails. I blame the producers for putting this in there without fully vetting you. Go ahead. Video surfaced of Royal Sonil breaking his mother's ankles. Yeah, a new the, net. At the Nets training facility. Uh-huh. Right or wrong? I should do this to mom. How do you think that would go for you? I just don't think I'd post her up. Okay, but, but if you were playing basketball with her and she ended up falling to the ground and people were around, how do you think that would go for you? Honestly, don't know. I do. Do you remember the time? I you mean, were maybe sweating? you don't. Maybe you, no. Maybe you don't remember because maybe you were tripping balls right before you went to Schlitterbahn. But uh, the last time your mom, like, you were, you were in high school. We were standing in the kitchen, and I don't know what you said to your mother. When she put her finger it, in my nose. In- <laughs> 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 yeah, I remember she, that. <laughs> she, she, <laughs> yeah, like Devontae's big ass is towering over Danielle, and he said something that made her mad. Yeah, and she 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 reached up, stuck her finger in your nose, in like all the way in my nose, like not just like right here. Yeah, like went, like trying to like, get out a booger type, like of like daring you, like. Do something, son. <laughs> like, oh my god. And I was standing there like, oh my God. What's gonna happen here? It was after an elite performance at an AAU basketball game, by the well, way. I don't really, at- that's probably why you were feeling yourself. You really you got a little got a little too big for your britches. Yep. Yeah. Uh all right. Well, you know, we're gonna we're we're gonna discuss, you know, me and my wife's parenting strategies of you know the late 2010s, because it looks like we might have had a few misses. 
and we'll come right back. Late 2010s. By the way, that never happened. That was just for the yard. Oh, it, it, yeah, that's what you always say. But like anyone, whenever, just so you know, a little little pro tip is another wisdom from my buddy Laszlo. Anything you say on the air that then causes blowback in your real life, you just say, what are you, what are you talking about? We're entertainers. Just for the show. Like you, you're arresting Johnny Depp for being a drug trafficker once you see blow. No, you're not. <laughs> Like we're just performing here, even though it's all true. Okay, it's, well, but it's it's not. It's, it's not. Just, it's not. I thought it'd make yeah. a cool story. Exactly. The there you go. You're learning. I don't know. We can all right, we'll be right back. <laughs> all right, welcome back in. What's right, Nick? Right. Final segment. Uh, we'll try to be quick here because, not shockingly, our first two segments both went a little over. So. I said we're still going to be doing three pods a week most weeks. And by the way, also next week we're off. Next week I'm going to Italy. Uh, one last vacation and then we're going to be on until through the end of the Super Bowl. But once I come back, we're going to be doing three pods a week just like we've been doing. And we might even have a fancy new studio. Hey, keep that under wraps for now. But at some point it's coming and we'll show that to you guys. But we're not going to be doing the 50 years players of the last 50 years. And I don't have another ready-made list that I've been working on for a couple of years. So what is going to come in place of that third pod a week? And the answer is during NFL season, it's going to be a gambling show. So there's going to be a lot of elements here that we are still working out. One of them is, while DeMonte's a football fan and watches the games, he does not bet on football. And in fact, it does not even, as I think maybe a lot of you, is not familiar with things like teasers. And some of the exotics that are big in football. By the way, a little, if you, and you can still get down on it, I think my favorite bet of week one is a two-team, six-point teaser where you're going to tease the, the Bengals to a pick em at home against the Steelers and whatever doofus they trot out at quarterback and the Broncos to a pick em at Seattle where they're going to annihilate the Seattle Seahawks, there's just no chance Russell Wilson, I'm not a big Russell Wilson guy, but there's no chance they lose to that Seahawks team that's starting either Drew Locke or Geno Smith. So a nice little early preseason two-team teaser, start your season off right. So we are going to do a weekly gambling show, and I am going to try to get other media members across not just Fox, but across you know all of national media to enter into an official picks contest of now this will part of this will be part of what we do on the show. We're going to, we're going to kind of iron all this out, but I would like to get all of as many national media members as possible to put, you know, call it 500 bucks, a thousand bucks, whatever it is for the season, you know, so it's not weekly or anything like that, but every week we give our picks like the Las Vegas Hilton super contest or whatever it's called now. And at the end of the year, we have a winner. Going into the year, though, a little preview, if you are curious what I am on headed into the season, as far as season-long win totals where I'm at, I really like the Jags over six and a half wins at plus money. I believe in Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor. I think quarterbacks of that caliber plus the Doug Peterson addition in that division can the Jacksonville Jaguars win seven games? And the answer is unequivocally yes. And you're getting plus money on that. And you might say, Jacksonville was so bad last year. It's true. 
But Jacksonville on the schedule this year has Washington, has two games against Houston. They also have, they have six, they have Detroit, they have the Jets and the Giants. So that's six games against some of the worst teams in football. If they can just go call it four and two in those six games, can they find three wins in the rest of their schedule? Absolutely. In fact, I think the Jags could go nine and eight if everything falls right. As for, so the Jags are one team that I'm very high on the season long over. As far as a season long under that I like a lot, I don't see how Denver gets to 11 wins. And right now their win total is sitting at 10. A 10 and 7 would be a push with the for the Broncos just to do this quickly. The Broncos, how many wins do the Broncos need to have banked to get to 11 wins when you consider here is their final 6 games of the year. At Baltimore, home for the Chiefs, home for the Cardinals, at the Rams, at the Chiefs, home for the Chargers. <laughs> so that is six games. You have two against the Chiefs, one against the defending champion Rams, one against uh, one in Baltimore. Well, Arizona is the only easy game, and they were a playoff team last year, and then home for the Chargers to end the year. So even if they are eight and three through 11 weeks, are they a lock to get to 11 wins? Absolutely not. Are they a lot like if they're nine and two, they are they a lock to get to 11 wins? No, they're likely, but they could well, nine and two. I'm sorry. They're nine and two and they would go two and four down the stretch. Sure. So they're so I guess point is this Denver under 10. I like a lot. Jacksonville over six and a half. I like a lot. And that tease of the Bengals to a pick them and the Broncos to a pick them. You might be saying, Nick, saying the Broncos under and you're putting the Broncos in a tease. I think the Broncos are going to start the year 2-0. and They start at Seattle and home for Houston, but they need to start the year basically 7-1 and in order to hit that over, given what their second half schedule is. So more of that, plus some games and some contests between DeMonze and I during our weekly gambling show. That'll be coming up later in the week. One more pod this week. Then I go to Italy, and we're back full force with the NFL season. That's today's show. Goodbye, folks. Remember what I said. 